This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme where we discuss everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. Frog is the creative agency arm of the global consultancy firm Capgemini. It started out as an industrial design practice and has since transformed into an agency that uses design to help a large roster of clients, including the likes of Apple. Monocle's Helsinki correspondent Petri Burtsov met up with Frog's vice president of regenerative design, Kara Pecknold, at the Arctic Design Week held in Finland's Rovaniemi. Pecknold began by recounting Frog's history. Frog is over 50 years old. You know, back in the beginning, we started as a company that was predominantly industrial design, uh, founded in Germany. Uh, Over time, we got invited to the table at Apple to help redesign the, the hardware of the Apple computers, and that really transformed us and made us a much more globally recognized company. Today, I would say we're doing a lot more things like digital and physical experiences, which we often call convergent design, so that relationship between those two things. But we have people who are architects in our teams. We have people who work in various capacities like organizational design, so really reframing what the organization can do today. So it's a broad scope. We're much bigger, uh, almost, I want to say, 2,800 frogs across the globe in 38 locations. So an exciting time to be part of the company. Your title is Global Vice President of Regenerative Design. What is regenerative design? It's a great question and it's probably more ambitious than anything. Uh, Regenerative design, if I could draw a two-by-two matrix and I would say sort of that bottom left quadrant is business as usual and the center of that two-by-two is sustainable design. We've met our net zero targets. Regenerative goes above and beyond. It means giving back more than we take. So that's a really complex system but for me it is ambition that we are starting to really look at nature as our key impact driver for the design we do and how can we make sure we're not just doing the bare minimum or the essentials which is a sustainable future but one that pushes us to a regenerative future. We take a lot of inspiration from regenerative architecture. We take it from regenerative farming and agriculture. It's really looking at how can you keep repurposing what you have and keeping it closed loop in your systems, keeping that design, um, not having any waste, if at all possible. Can you go into more detail, maybe name some some of the cases, clients that you've worked with um, and, and so, so our listeners get a better understanding of what this means in practice? Yeah, I think it, it means for us that we're really looking at how can we reshape not just the product, but the business and the whole ecosystem. So we often talk about we're not just building products anymore, we're building systems. So an example of that would be looking at how we can build a solar home system and how do we really get... Um, not just a product, but how is that product modular? How can the materials that we use be more sustainable, more regenerative, more repurposable? How can we actually think about the take-back system of that solar home system, enabling people to be able to have it for a period of time, but have a business model that enables that to keep that loop going? So it's really looking at the entire ecosystem, and this is an example of one. We do many others where we work with clients who are looking at new kinds of materials that reshape how do we design furniture in the future how do we make a hotel or an experience really vibrant but also how do we make it sustainable and ideally regenerative next i asked kara who has decades of experience in working with some of the leading global businesses if the companies of today have embraced the power of design more than in the past 
Definitely. I've lived in Germany for 10 years, and when I first moved there, I would say, you know, the Silicon Valley design thinking, there were tours that people would take to look at how design thinking could impact their business. I think then we got to a place where Europe really started to gravitate to that and it blossomed. Now I think there are many courses, there's master's programs, there's trainings that are really transforming. Uh, when I think 10 years ago, I was having to maybe advocate a lot more than I am today. Today, people assume it's at the table. Often they assume that design is a critical part of a good return on investment a good experience for their customers. Um, I think the people who are involved in client side are actually well-versed in this space. I think where it gets tricky is to move from the design thinking to that design doing. Sometimes we can think differently. We can expand and open up many opportunities, but we're in a period of history, I believe, in the design industry where we have to think more in a more actionable way that can't just be, we have lots of ideas and lots of creative, creative ways to address this. We have to start thinking a little bit more practically about the fundamentals, as I've said, supply chain, regulation, impact on the land, impact on people in ways that I think we liked to think about, but I think we are today much more aware of and much more activated on when it comes to answering these kinds of challenges. For Monocle in Rovaniemi in the Finnish Lapland, I'm Petri Burtsov. My thanks to Petri Burtsov, and that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to Tuesday's edition of Monocle on Design. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me. Maylie Evans. Thank you for listening.